0: clear when you're a guest in my home
1: Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. Having an eventful morning. Uh, I hope you're doing okay. I got an accidental bill from my dentist. It's just the dental situation this year has been just non-stop for me for no reason. And now you're dealing with it. And I'm trying to drag as many people into this as I can. And this is kind of my one platform to do that so i appreciate you being here ah what else is going on very little and so we're going to get into the podcast to kind of you know bring an event into my life and today's guest is so funny everyone loves this person it's jared (laughs) goldstein jared welcome to i said no gifts
2: i'm so happy to be here and i can talk about dentistry for days. So feel <laughs> free. You you pick the right guest today.
1: <laughs> What's your dental history?
2: That's my dental history. I don't know if you could a little ASMR moment, but I just removed my top Invisalign.
1: <laughs> How long have you had an Invisalign?
2: For 14 years.
1: Fourteen years? <laughs> that can possibly I be had,
2: true. <laughs> I had braces as a child which were savagely and prematurely ripped off. By a child acting manager, Ooh. if you can believe. <laughs> I actually um, can believe that. <laughs> and the, da- the damage has, uh, has been irreparable uh, and honestly uh, just insurmountable. <laughs> so here we are, all these years later, still, <laughs> got,
1: still got braces on. The manager, now, you had braces for how long before the manager said this is not working for your career?
2: I had them about six months and it was the six months before I started being a professional 11 year old boy boss. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what was that conversation like? Did the manager pull your parents aside and say, we've got to the braces are ruining him. It was
2: such an unreal conversation. She could not understand for the life of her, why I had braces. She was talking to an 11 year old. <laughs> who's just shown up from Long Island to this this talent office on Park Avenue. I'm standing on the star reading a Smucker's commercial. And she's like, great, but why does he have braces? And my parents were like, well, he's 11 and that's kind of a part of it. And then she was like, but if you knew you wanted him to be an actor, why would you put braces on him? And then she was like, well... We didn't um know that we wanted him to be an actor. This is all kind of pretty bizarre and like kind of just happened and here we are. And then she was like, but but why does he have them on if he <laughs> wants to be an actor? And we I, I swear to God, we went back and forth with this person four times of being like, Okay, uh and trying to be nice too because we wanted to help me, but we're like, um, we okay, uh, we didn't know that. I wanted this until about a day. I don't even know that I want this. And here we are. So I don't. And she could not wrap her head. It was wild.
1: But then they, your parents decided this is the person to represent our child.
2: <laughs> yes. Uh, a famously evil woman who <laughs> I would I would tell people, you know, they'd ask who's your manager. I would say
1: her name and the faces I would get. Oh, my God. So then you just went back to the orthodontist and said, we've got to get these off. Yeah. We said, get them off. Get them off. (laughs) How bad were your teeth? Well, they were really
2: bad when the braces went on, but six months of braces will go far. So it got me from like really like shockingly bad teeth to normal looking teeth.
1: Okay. And was the orthodontist like, I feel like that's a real moral crossroads for the orthodontist.
2: Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, nothing about being a child actor uh, is moral. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that's kind of, you know, the ramifications. Again, insurmountable, irreparable.
1: <laughs> well, but, you know, when you enter a child into the world of acting, you know, it's a safe road. You know that mentally the things that they that's going to do will be perfect. Everything. It's, you know, putting your kid on rails to adult success. Yeah. So I feel like that's But worth. I
2: will say. Intoxicating. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like it. Room full of adults <laughs> clapping for you.
1: Well, let me ask,
2: did you book smuckers? I never did. I oh. didn't book one gosh darn commercial. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> no commercials for me. Because I didn't, i first of all, I didn't know how to do them. Like they're very simple, but I just didn't know how to do them. Uh, so that came later in life. But I booked no commercials. I booked no TV, like hardly any TV work. I was just doing theater because I was very good at singing. And then we were just trying to make me an actor because I was good at singing, but I was never really like an actor at that time.
1: Right. What did you do in theater?
2: Well, as much as uh, it is so embarrassing to bring up, but I (laughs) was I was on Broadway. Please treat me the same.
1: (laughs) Everything about the rest of the the next 45 minutes has shifted in a huge way.
2: Yes. I'm sorry. I don't know if
1: you've ever heard about Broadway, but it's...
2: (laughs) It's a pretty big deal.
1: <laughs> what were you doing on Broadway? Shining. <laughs> that was assumed, Jared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
2: on Broadway, I was, uh, I was in a Christmas carol at Madison Square Garden playing a baby Scrooge when the ghost of Christmas past comes back in time. And
1: oh, my God. We learned the gross. soft, mushy origins of Ebenezer. And that was me. Did you go out for Tiny Tim? Uh, I was too old too old how old is tiny tim supposed to be about two or three years old <laughs> he's kind of toddling about in a diaper yes. two little uh, uh what are these things that you move her uh they're not stilts what is uh <laughs> when you break your leg crutches crutches yes crutches. Famously yes a baby in a diaper and crutches exactly
2: um i started when i was 11 which is uh, very old extremely old you're supposed oh, to start when you are eight or oh, younger
1: interesting. because
2: most of the roles especially for young little boys on broadway are for seven eight and nine-year-olds so if you're 11 you've kind of already missed
1: so much right i thought about that recently with the pandemic i feel like there are a lot of stage parents that over the last year and a half have just been freaking out because those years for children are huge
2: yeah it's like oh, lost a whole year that's the wind, like truly like, especially like with puberty and all of it. Mm-hmm. That is the window. That's it. I have not thought about it till you just said it. That The horror of that.
1: I know. You know, there are some really wild parents out there that have just been sweating for the last year and a half. Just when are, let's get these things back into production. My child is about to become a teen. Oh my God. You are so right. I've dealt with some interesting uh, stage parents. Have you? Oh, yeah. Uh, You know, within the TV world and there is, you know, uh, I probably shouldn't even say anything. I don't know. Yeah. But there, you know, there it takes all types. I have to say you have a
2: beautiful name. You have a gorgeous way of speaking. I don't (laughs) know how old you are, what time you are from. I'm a baby Scrooge. Your baby Scrooge. Yes.
1: But the who's also a mixologist.
2: Yes. You have mixology energy.
1: <laughs> I'll eventually be running a, a very <sighs> high fashion bar on Christmas.
2: Bridger, I can tell you've muddled. You've muddled. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now we're uh, headed into October. How do you feel? We're heading into October. I feel great. I, I really just want to fast forward <laughs> my whole life. <laughs>
2: i'm like it's good but can we just wrap it up
1: (laughs) i'm like let's just yeah let's keep going let's keep going (laughs) i would like to just get to like the years between about 65 to 67 enjoy those two years and then die and people be like he lived a long life but not he was pretty young when he died
2: yeah i feel like i am both i am both enjoying the moment and just waiting for it to be over
1: (laughs) what do you do with your time
2: what do I do? What do I do? You know, I'm I'm shrouded in mystery. It's really it's really just conjecture, and I did say conjecture.
1: Your entire life is how would you spell conjecture? Uh, uh, that's a kind of a twist on a classic word. It's spelled like Jinx
2: Monsoon. However, Jinx spells her name. It's kind of like that conjecture.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, what do you do? What like fills a normal day for Jared?
2: A normal day. So I love a list. Every single day, I make a list. I'll make it days in advance. I love if I have like the next four days on a list. Oh
1: my God. That's so put together.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how anyone lives any other way. Like I am just such a type A star student. I like need the I need the schedule. I need the reinforcement. I need like the small reward. You get like a little endorphin blast when you delete the Thing off the list, right? Um, and you got to know where you are and where you need to be. And there's so many, there's so much going on. There's so much going on that it, it's. I need to make a list. So every day I start the day, I check the list, and we just start making our way through it. And it's the same thing of like trying to enjoy the moment, but also trying to just get it over with. Like right. I'm just like con- I'm just like I don't know what I'm even re- reaching for, but I just I'm in a constant reaching position. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, was the list making a, like a learned habit or is this something that just comes naturally to you?
2: I think it's natural. When I was a kid, <sighs> I used to line up
1: all my toys. <laughs> I think there's something. Yeah. Oh, I, I've tried making lists before. Usually when I try, I just put one item on it and I'm already exhausted. And then I don't even accomplish that task. I, are you writing them on? Do you have like a little notebook that you write your lists on? What do you do? It's in a Google
2: doc. Google doc. Yeah.
1: So it's accessible in the cloud, wherever you are.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's a part of it too. It's like, I'm not always at home. Like I'll be out kind of like, and then I, I have the thing. I I go food shopping. I have a meeting. I have an editor. I go to the dentist and I want to be able to access it as we're going. So the Google doc is very helpful. I mean, a a journal is it's so romantic, but it's just not practical.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Well, I've been, uh, I carry a tote bag with me and I've recently kind of discovered that I can carry more than a wallet and phone in it. Mm. Uh, So maybe a journal could fit in there. I recently bought, you know, like a travel size deodorant, which I thought, why wouldn't I have this? Sometimes you forget to put on deodorant in the morning. Yes. I mean, very rarely, but when you do, you're panicking. So now I've got this.
2: Now you're really sweating. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have a fanny pack with me at all times, and it is, well, I, I could grab it and show you, or just take my word for it. It's deodorant, floss, retainer case, sunscreen, oh. a lunch meat, napkins. <laughs> just a loose keys. piece of bologna
1: at the bottom of it.
2: I mean, truly. It's, I mean, it's prosciutto. I'm not an animal. But <laughs> it's always in there.
1: Yeah, I uh, my bag up until about four days ago was my wallet, my keys, my phone, and then just so many loose receipts. Just oh. basically stuffed like a pillowcase. So and I'm what for? To, it's a good question. I think it's just, you know, uh, I frequently will just have the cashier force the receipt on me rather than saying no thank you to that. It does feel aggressive. It is aggressive.
2: To say, and no receipt. Something yeah, about it right? feels like... Like, I'm gonna just
1: get ahead of this and shut your ass down. <laughs> it does feel that way. And then they have to take care of it. And it's like, they're not being paid to throw away receipts. They're there to hand the receipt to me. So it's a little they're bit They're not of guilt being on paid. This is their passion. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else is going on? I don't know. It's been a you know, I thought this podcast was going to start a half hour later, and so I'm in a real place Ooh. right now where I was truly rushing around the house i I guess that just says to me, you're more of an eleven thirty person. I look at you as an 11 thirty person rather than uh, an eleven a m person.
2: I don't know what I'm going to break your damn head open right now, and I'm going to tell you that this is actually the second podcast I'm doing today.
1: Oh, you've already recorded
2: I've already recorded a podcast. I'm <laughs> Kelly Rippa
1: you are You are on a circuit the yeah. interview circuit <laughs> yeah. i'm on a world press tour (laughs) look all of that aside there is something i want to discuss with you um yeah you sent me your home address and i thought (laughs) what a wonderful little sign of trust that jared has kind of just shared this with me (laughs) um we've never met and suddenly i have his home address for all he knows, this podcast is kind of set up for you know to bring in victims. You know, yes. I get people's addresses and they go missing, that kind of thing. But I, you know, I started wondering why the address. It's probably it's maybe a six hour drive from my mansion to your mansion, and mm-hmm. I, uh, I thought I don't the altitude, to- <laughs> the
2: change in altitude alone
1: <laughs> nosebleeds. I mean, I'm <laughs> yeah. driving to I you know I figured I'll drive to his house and I start heading up the mountain. Suddenly, just blood gushing. Shirt ruined, uh, going to have to have the car reupholstered. But I get to your house and you've left some kind of cryptic instructions. And it's look in the little black mailbox near the flamingo. And I think, okay, now, okay, so now we've got a situation because Jared's basically asking me to commit a felony to steal mail. But, you know, you had shown this little bit of trust. By giving me your address, I thought, I'll trust Jared. I'm going to dig around in his mail. And I did. And I found a little package in there. Jared, this podcast is called I Said No Gifts. Everyone knows it. Everyone loves it. Everyone's begging for more. And so the the rule is right there in the title. And so I'm going to just uh, ask you, is this a gift for me?
2: I know you said no gifts. But it would be rude of me to come on to your podcast empty-handed and i also i want you to know that my personal phone number was accessible through my instagram until about 2 weeks ago when someone made me aware of that, is that so i have true? never that that is completely true i have what? never been precious about my um, personal safety my privacy <laughs> I mean, i'm i'm going to die podcast right now <laughs>
1: wait how was your phone number available through instagram
2: i because when i set up instagram in 1993
1: <laughs> i when, and when you say set up you mean launch the company <laughs> yeah
2: yeah when i birthed the idea um of facebook with with less words um <laughs> i thought i was just like giving it to the company i was like they're like what's your phone number and i was like okay like sure It's five and six, blah, 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 (laughs) blah. And then never thought of it once ever again. Like I'm like, really, I'm, I am not very like internet savvy or like, like on the internet. I've never been, I've like always been like, I had like an N64 when everyone had like a PS2. I've like always been behind. I still, I use Apple music. I'm getting vulnerable now. I use Apple music. I don't use Spotify.
1: (laughs) There are a few people in my life who use Apple music and I'm, Look, it's a good service. I imagine I'm not on Apple Music. I'm on Spotify. So when I create a playlist or something, I'm begging them, please sign up for Spotify. I want to share this with you. It's my little yeah. thing, but you know, it's kind of a, you know, it's it is a uh, Nintendo, Sony. Uh, yeah. What are some of these great rivalries? You know, it tells you a little bit about the person. Look, what are we talking about? Should I open this gift? You should. Okay, I'm going to dive in here. It's in this very nice little bag. It's a I will say it I'm going to say is this like sandwich wrap?
2: It is. I love it's, that. It is a recyclable plastic bag. It's not
1: plastic, it's paper. Yeah, I've never had a recycled recyclable plastic bag. I guess I need to get into that.
2: Yeah, it's because you're selfish.
1: It is because well, it's because I'm the toxic Avenger. I'm trying to destroy <laughs> earth. <laughs> yeah. Mother nature is my nemesis and I'm going to take her down. You know, You're know, you going
2: to get her, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get
1: her. Um, yeah, it's a nice... Uh, I've never seen one of these bags, and the Ziploc Corp is doing a nice job, Also,
2: They're doing an incredible job. How satisfying is that? They, and it comes with stickers, so you can
1: seal oh, the bag. the sticker bag. came with it. Yes. Now, I'll say the sticker to me looks like you can't recycle it. True or false. Okay, this
2: absolute savage takedown of the Ziploc company.
1: <laughs> I mean, I I will assume... <laughs> that whoever's in charge is putting a sticker in that also is biodegradable or... It might be. be. I don't know. Otherwise, it's like, you know, one of these things, you know, it's the pride section of Target, for example. It's like the giant (laughs) corporation doesn't actually care. Uh, Let's open it up. I'm going to... Oh, I'm going to open it right near the mic. Try to get a little bit of that. That sounds wonderful to me. It really does. Isn't it nice? Oh, and then it basically becomes... A little purse. Exactly. I, a, I like to
2: keep my mask in there.
1: <laughs> that's great. Keep it clean. And it says, and it also has like a, it says half a blank day. It's like a craft little thing that I can't imagine anyone's ever uh, That's a used.
2: space for mommies.
1: Yeah, that's exclusively for mommies and uh, good for them. Okay, I'm getting in here and wait, What? <laughs> What is this? So I've opened it. Oh, is this gum? Is this, do you have a, do you have a Jared Goldstein gum? (laughs) Yeah, I invented Instagram and sugar-free gum. (laughs) This is like, it's a package of gum, but it has a picture of Jared. It's got all of his information on it. And then it's just literally, I hope that this is Nicorette. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's actually birth control. (laughs) Well, okay, go on. I I'm so Is this something that you have created as merch?
2: It is merch. And but it's not only, it's not just merch. It's merch that I really wanted you to have.
1: <laughs> I don't understand how I mean, obviously there are merches of all types, but I've never heard of somebody how do you get to creating your own gum? Um you
2: call up VistaPrint vista print vista print and then they've got their own gum and they've got they've got their own everything you can put anything on anything gum balls mugs mouse pads
1: it's all out there gum is a a one i have never heard before are they in touch with like the dentine people is this a wrigley i'm very curious I, i don't
2: know where that gum comes from do not put it in your mouth I would not recommend eating it. I don't know where that where that came from.
1: Who is responsible for that food? It's distributed by Chocolate Inn, uh, which is based out of Hicksville, New York. That sounds right. Uh, you can of course go to chocolatein.com. Chocolate in oh right
2: near Hicksville. That's that's oh, did you really? a full circle moment. Yeah, I'm from Long Island.
1: Hicksville, to me, is such a bizarre name for a town in between long island i mean within the New York metro region. How did that happen? Hicksville sounds like uh, middle of Nevada
2: well long island has has really can feel like the middle of Nevada. is that true?
1: yeah, oh yeah oh yeah new york uh, Long Island gets rural i had no idea my imagination in my imagination long island has always been long you know green lawns correct uh, correct bushes kind of stately homes correct but it's not all that oh there's some nastiness yeah you know because it's it
2: starts at brooklyn but don't tell anyone from brooklyn that god they hate that yeah i they're like we're not long island we're brooklyn
1: wait is that true
2: yeah, it's all, like, attached. What part of Brooklyn? All of Brooklyn is technically on Long Island.
1: But, like, so let's say, the, like, what is the closest part of Brooklyn that feels like Long Island? What neighborhood? Well,
2: Brooklyn then turns into Queens. And Queens is kind of, like, the sliver of between the two.
1: Long Island has always seemed like it's a thousand miles away to me.
2: It's, it is really long, is the thing. It, it, like, if you are going to drive to the Hamptons... Which is the other side of it? Uh, it takes so long. You're like, God, this really is a Long Island. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> wow, I had no. This is a little piece of. Education. It's famous
2: for its edges, and then the middle is kind of a blur. And as you go further, uh, further east away from Manhattan, it just gets more and more rural, and you know, a lot of what comes with that.
1: Are you a gum chewer?
2: I am not. Once in a while, you're not, not real. I used to be, um, but now they make like fun, like xylitol gums that are kind of interesting to me, and I'll try them every now and again. But
1: wait, fun xylitol gums? They're like what they're like by-
2: natural gum. Oh.
1: Like I'm, I'm very like I'm
2: very, I'm a sucker for like all natural.
1: So, what are you doing to freshen your breath throughout the day?
2: Literally putting a little bit of toothpaste in my mouth. Rubbing it around and then spitting on the ground. How
0: and often then is that
1: happening?
2: Too often. And then I'm taking <laughs> my Invisalign out in front of people and then flossing at the dinner table.
1: I really did bring on the ultimate dental guest. Too. It's
2: disgusting.
1: Yeah, it's really <laughs> I, I. I'm on a it's dental journey. Chewing tobacco for you. <laughs> yeah. I'm now picturing like baseball players just kind of like dipping into their pocket and bringing out like a gob of toothpaste to rub in their teeth during yeah. games. I feel like that's a nice healthy habit that the MLB community could take on.
2: Because, you know, what's also good about it, too. As someone who's like kind of like obsessed with dentistry, a part of it is knowing that like you're supposed to brush your teeth really softly. Yes, that's
1: a late extra, extra soft in
2: life. brush.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And you're not supposed to do it too much. So, if someone who wants to brush my teeth like fifteen times a day that would be terrible <laughs> for my gums, which are already suffering to just put a little toothpaste in your mouth and kind of rub it around, freshens your breath, spit it out on the ground. you get to
1: spit it out it's very dramatic so do you have like a mini size toothpaste in your fanny pack or a full size it's it's either I have both uh
2: but oh the God. mini the mini has a kind of a tough flavor it's kind of like a like a licorice kind of like anise flavor to it that's nice
1: once in a while but like i just kind of like the straight up peppermint all right and is it natural toothpaste
2: it's toms
1: toms i've never had a toms that with toothpaste it's one of the things that organic to me i feel like I, well, I just feel like I want to blast my teeth with the most toxic chemicals that the dental industry can provide. I, I sure that's not a good idea, but I'm just like, my teeth are essentially little dishes that I need to put the dish soap on. (laughs) And, uh, so I'm like, let's just burn them off.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I wish everything was like the dishes. I love, (laughs) I love washing the dishes. I do it so often. Um, I've even had a brother-in-law. Tell um, a family member who wasn't me that watching me wash dishes was transcendent, (laughs) very relaxing. Uh, I love to do it. And it's because it's like a simple, it's like a simple, solvable problem. It smells nice. There's warm water. And I just, I think all the time, like if all of my problems were just like these dishes and I could just... It, I could clean them. I can fix them in a, in a moment.
1: I have never thought about dishwashing that way, but it does sound the way you just describe it sounds so relaxing. If I uh, I now use a dishwasher, but when I didn't have a I dishwasher. Would never. Yeah, it sounds like a nice little spa moment where it you is. put on some gentle music. You've got the suds and the water. As long as you haven't allowed like the sink to just fill with every dish you have. No, nice I wash little, as I go. Wow, you're just massaging the plates. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. It's like every mistake and error
2: and problem on this dish
1: is gone. A little baptism. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes. Okay, I'm Christian. (laughs) And all of your dishes are now, too. It's so (laughs) lovely.
2: My Christian plates.
1: (laughs) um okay so you don't chew gum you wash your teeth with your finger for most of the time yeah going back no, to no it's my- on my finger i'll just put <laughs> i'll just put a dollop in straight oh you suck mouth. it out of it <laughs> what is, are you doing it kind of like are you ducking into the shadows to do this or are you i'm like on my knees walking through the mall
2: and i'm begging i go daddy daddy please and then i pour it and i miss my mouth it's all over my face and i'm going
1: daddy (laughs) (laughs) and this is happening you know like in the middle of an open uh, mic right (laughs) um i support that you know that's your dental journey yeah and it would be sex negative of you if you didn't. I'm extremely sex negative. Same, I am, same. you know, I'm out on the street just shaming whoever I can see. It's I, like, find know, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this is interesting to me. Maybe this is something that I could embrace. I, I'm, this is another thing within the pandemic that I've been a little like, I feel like the gum industry probably took a huge hit. Because people weren't as concerned. They weren't seeing people. They're like, I don't need to be chewing gum at home. Mm -mm. I mean, these are all things that I'm just, uh, you know, thinking about throughout the day for no reason. But I feel like the Wrigley's people were sweating. I feel like the (laughs) Dentee people were freaking out. I imagine they're all the same. Orbit?
2: Chill as hell. (laughs) They're so fucking cocky. They're like, we'll be fine. Two weeks to flatten the curve. (laughs) That was Orbit.
1: (laughs) i uh i do like to chew gum it's uh i uh something that i've missed um but have kind of reapproached as we've gotten a little more social but uh, i now have this gum that i don't know if i'm gonna chew or not because it does i do feel like a merch gum is probably the bottom of the barrel
2: it's it can't be good i've had i've had friends try it and they said it's fine but i could tell, could tell i could tell i could tell i could see in their eyes
1: it's peppermint flavor which i like mm-hmm. um i like i i don't know if it's my favorite but maybe there's like the there's always a winter flavor that i appreciate do you have a favorite gum
2: honestly the the fruit ones like the fruity gums
1: but see those are
2: not sugar free but look I, as someone who doesn't chew gum my look favorite yeah like my favorite gum like if i'm being honest with myself it's like i feel like trident Did a lot of great things like in the, in and
1: Orbit as well, like in the fruit space of like I I remember Trident having some good, and let's be honest, Trident was sugar-free. They care about your teeth. Yeah, yeah. Or like fruit stripes. Remember fruit stripes? Of course, with the tattoo that just was truly putting wet ink over your uh, arm. Never, never worked. No. They should have just stopped doing that. Put the money somewhere else. They should just shut that company right down. I mean, it's
2: not (laughs) good. I don't know if it's still accessible, available, but it's
1: not good. Uh, Yeah, the uh, Fruit Stripe and Purdue Pharmaceuticals should both be shut down. Uh, Everyone in charge of those things was deeply irresponsible.
2: Did you ever have bourbon chicken?
1: Bourbon chicken? From? Is that a From Purdue? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, it was like a a Purdue product. Purdue, this is... Certainly, a different company than the OxyContin company. Oh, yeah,
2: I, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't.
1: <laughs> what was Bourbon Chicken?
2: So P- Purdue is like a chicken company. Okay, around American staple. It's been around for for decades, um, and they a family owned company. Even okay
1: so is purdue pharmaceutical the purdue family interesting maybe it's the same it literally i'm
2: sure there's an over i'm sure it's ultimately everything is owned by nabisco anyway so it's all <laughs> the same you know but they had a they had a frozen product you could get at costco called bourbon chicken and it was like a breaded kind of like a honey glazed chicken throw it in the microwave and i would throw that and like uh Meatball mozzarella lean pocket into the microwave at like two in the morning on a styrofoam plate, both so (laughs) hot that they burned into the styrofoam. I would peel the food (laughs) off of the burnt
1: (laughs) melted styrofoam and then put that into my mouth. Did that for years. No natural anything is going to save you at this point. You just you have caused permanent damage. Truly, I mean,
2: it's like I'm like I'm trying to repent for what happened
1: now were you eating those things in uh unison i mean at the same time yeah uh yeah or one after the other it was like a nightly ritual it was like
2: uh a lean pocket chicken uh bourbon chicken and will and grace reruns every night and i was i'm in heaven i'm in i'm like my parents have gone upstairs to bed i have the whole downstairs to myself were like tearing into that lean pocket. And really like, as much as I like, want to like fast forward through my life, that was one moment I always slowed down. I always yeah, really slowed down for the, for every Remember bite, that flavor. you know, because it's like, you get edges, the first few bites are edges and that's an experience. And then the middle <laughs> bites are middle bites and that's a different sort of textural experience. And then you get back to the end and it's edges again. And you're kind of back to where you started,
1: like it's a circle, like eating a, eating a lean pocket is a circle. I, <laughs> eating a lean pocket is an illusion, just like time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that, though. I like to take small, almost mouse-sized bites of my food. I really like to just spend time with whatever I'm eating. A cookie, a single cookie will take me 20 minutes to eat. Really? I, I, I'm there for the experience. I'm not there to fill my stomach. Wow, I shove
2: food into my neck. It's crazy. <laughs> I eat so fast,
1: but you've just described. Say, I mean, essentially starting a long-term relationship with a hot pocket.
2: But okay, but there's something there's something about a bar of food, like uh, I used to eat Cliff bars, Cliff Builder bars. They're like the protein ones, and mm-hmm. there, there's something about it being so finite, this beginning and an end that it would make me slow down to savor it but generally especially like if i'm like at a restaurant eating something delicious and that i've never had before i'm sh- it's like i'm shoveling it like the faster <laughs> i can get it in the more good it's like it's
1: so silly but i eat really fast like what type of what restaurant have you been to recently that you were just shoving food down your throat
2: i went to this fish restaurant here in la one of the best restaurants really ever i got there um i met a friend and I got there and Benny Blanco was there. He's like Who's a, Benny I, Blanco? I think that he's a music producer. Okay. I know him from the television program, Dave. He's on Dave. Okay.
1: Oh, I've only seen a couple of that, but I loved it.
2: Oh, God, I love it so much. Um, and he was there. So I knew right away that I was at a cool, good place to be, to eat. Um, and then Tim from Tim and Eric joined him. Wow. Very powerful table next to our table. And we just ordered everything and it's fish. I'm really into fish right now because like, growing up, my parents didn't like fish. We didn't eat a ton of fish. And I'm just loving it. It just feels so decadent to like go to a restaurant and order all the fish no matter what and just eat it. And they had it was called grandma's bread. And it was some sort of like sourdough, like mushy, but then crunchy. Um, and they would give it to you with like a heap of butter with some salt.
1: What restaurant are we talking about here? Tell me the name of it. Oh, it's called Found Oyster. Oh, I've heard amazing things about Found Oyster. Oh,
2: Okay, So the butter, it's a mound of butter with some salt and then trout roe on top.
1: Oh, that sounds incredible.
2: And next to that, sardines. Oh,
1: I've never eaten a sardine.
2: Me neither. I finally had a sardine for the first time. Like two and weeks ago, it. one week ago at this restaurant, it is heaven. And I knew it would be. I knew it would be heaven. And it was just heaven. And then we got crudo. God, I, I love crudo. <laughs> I'll, if it's on the menu, we're getting it.
1: <laughs> I need to go to Found Oyster.
2: It's great. It's, it's open. Is it hard to get into? Well, yes and no. Uh, only because it's, it's only open Thursday to Sunday. And you can't make a reservation. But that's kind of what makes it more accessible. But there's kind of a long wait. So, like, we had to wait, like, an, maybe a full hour. Oh, if boy. not a little longer. Like it was a long, long way. Like I wasn't hungry at all when we got there and I was starving by the time we ate.
1: I love a restaurant without a reservation. Yeah. I don't have the planning skills for a reservation. Let me just show. I'm happy to wait an hour. Totally. It's that or like the frantic search on Resy or whatever, or open table. And then you're eating at 445. It's always, I, you know, it doesn't work for me but
2: it yeah. is a great hack for restaurants to just go when they open like they do not want to seat you but they can't not it's like you I, how many times like especially with like my parents like cuz we like to they like to eat early i like I'll eat whenever i like to eat whenever so i'm like uh-huh. let's eat so we'll go to dinner at like 5 and like restaurants will open at 5 but if you go at 5 it's like what are they going to do not see, like there's no one here and then <laughs> right. they and then the host does that thing where they're just like sweating it out and they're just like okay well like we're gonna need the table back by (laughs) like what and you're like i'm gonna shove this food into my neck like we're getting out of here like we're not gonna be here for longer as soon when the food hits the table it will be gone in (laughs) under 10 minutes no doubt like like you have no like that you simply have to let
1: us like we're trying to give you our money like do you want our money or not um let's play a game okay do you want to play a game called gift or a curse or a game called Gift Master. Actually, I'm not giving you a choice. Let's play Gift Master. We haven't played it in a while.
2: Okay, that was the one I
1: wasn't gonna pick. <laughs> I'm taking control. Occasionally, as a host, you have to make a decision. And today, I'm kind of emboldened. I don't know why. Uh, this is, uh, I need a number between one and 10 from you.
2: Eight. Okay, I have to do. You're gonna read me down. Like, you're like, because
1: you said eight, here's the following things. This is your personality. Yeah. <laughs> um no i have to do some like calculating and while i do that you have the microphone you can promote you can recommend you can just you know do whatever you want i don't care okay uh, i'll be right back are you leaving i'm i'm going for a drive oh okay so i'll just i'll return uh 20 30 minutes from now i i've got a sitter for the dog so okay you just do whatever you want
2: whatever i want all right, I think I'm understanding the game. And basically, this game is a trap. It's sort of designed... Sure, you,
1: you have to, yeah, keep talk, promote something, recommend yes. something. Oh, okay, great. Hey, but why is it called... What was it called? But the game hasn't even started yet. I have to do some, light like, calculating. I have to get the game pieces oh. and then all over
2: Tokyo. <laughs> okay, I thought this was the game. I thought the game was like, he does a bit where he's like, Mommy's leaving. <laughs> <laughs> leaving you at the mic and then you talk after you've picked the number and I'm going, what the fuck is this
1: game? <laughs> it's a chance for the, the guests to just launch their own podcast. I just yeah. throw them in the water. Then that piece of audio is then used for their pilot episode. Okay. So All right. Think so think so here's
2: that. what I'll promote. I, I watched two episodes of reservation dogs on FX on Hulu and it's great. I would recommend you watch it and i would promote you watching it okay okay
1: you've you've recommended a show that i've heard good things about it's great it's really great it looks delightful
2: it's really good
1: and also look for jared on the internet you know he's on various platforms again
2: he can't do anything wrong it's incredible
1: (laughs) (laughs) um this is how the actual game works jared I'm going to name three gifts, three potential items you can give away. Uh, And then I'm going to name three celebrities, and you have to tell me which one you'll give which celebrity and why. Does that make any sense? It does. Okay, here we go. These are the gifts you'll be giving today. Number one is a roll of quarters. Number two is a trip to wine country. That's a little bit nicer gift. And number three is a stolen vehicle. I don't know if it's stolen by you or you've recently found out it was stolen. I uh, hop off the cool. Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's up to you. And you're going to be giving them to the following people. Okay. We've got... Oh, this is a nice group of people, actually. You've got some, uh, some good ones. We've got Michael Caine, famous actor Michael Caine. Okay. Angela Bassett, fantastic actor. Mm-hmm. I believe she's... What's she doing now? Is she nine one one? Yeah. Angela's doing 911. That show's insane. It really is. Uh, and then finally, um celebrity chef and kind of restaurateur David Chang. Oh. Do you know David Chang?
2: Like Momofuku?
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I felt like that one was a bit of a risk because not everyone knows a celebrity chef. I have to remind myself that not everyone is, you know, thinking about celebrity chefs all yeah but as someone
2: who has had sardines for the first time a week ago i'm a foodie (laughs) (laughs)
1: um okay what are you gonna do
2: what am i gonna do okay i'm gonna give the okay
1: the the trip to wine country Mm -hmm. wine country so i think we're talking you know sonoma
2: my first thought was to give it to
1: david chang
2: because as an appreciator of cuisine he'll enjoy that but i'm also starting to think now he probably like has a really refined palate and he'll probably get there and be like this wine sucks (laughs) so maybe so i want to give it to someone who'll appreciate it who doesn't have such a refined palate so i'm going to give it to michael cain because
1: do you think michael cain is trash
2: hey you said it (laughs) (laughs) I think he would just appreciate The trip
1: Yeah he seems like you know he's a dignified Older gentleman who you know British Yeah might appreciate A little trip to Northern California Napa what have you
2: Totally and then I would Give the roll of quarters To David Chang Okay because I think it would inspire Him to make a dish (laughs) And then I would give the stolen car to Angela Bassett because she is on a TV show about stolen cars.
1: <laughs> that feels good. That feels like to me, Angela is almost method. And, you know, you get caught in these, you know, network television shows that are probably 50 episodes a season. You forget who, what you're doing. Suddenly she's got a stolen vehicle. Yeah. She's, it gets her back into it. It revives her spirit for nine one one. She's really doing her thing. And she probably brings that back to the next season. And people say, Have you seen the latest season of nine one one? Angela. It's like the pilot episode. She's excited to be <laughs> yeah. doing whatever you do on nine one one again. Yeah. Okay, I think you played that very well. No one wins or loses on Giftmaster, and that's what's so beautiful about it. You just come on... I mean, I guess Michael Caine lost a little bit because you implied that he's trash.
2: Again, uh, you said he's... you
1: said it again. <laughs> kind of wild. <laughs> All I'm saying is that Michael Caine is trash. <laughs> uh, yeah. Kind of a tacky, tasteless man. <laughs> We're moving on to the next and final part of the podcast, here. This is called I Said No Emails. People write into I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. Every one of them has some situation that they've decided to involve me in. They've decided to bring the guests into it. Their problems are now our problems, and we have to solve them. Will you help me answer a question? I will. Okay, this says, dear Bridger and treasured guest." So this person is kind of already looking out for you. They're saying, I live in Ontario, Canada, where we are saddled with shoveling snow on and off through the winter months. We moved to a new town a year ago. This past winter, one of our new neighbors, a retired gentleman with a snowblower, voluntarily cleared everyone's driveway on the street whenever the snowfall was particularly heavy. heavy. The way that I've already zoned out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, buckle up. I'm like, like, oh shit, pay attention. (laughs) We are a third of the way through this. Uh this this man has uh plowed the snow about five times. You're giving me spark notes for it. <laughs> this is how little empathy I have. <laughs> this person said Gravity's Rainbow as They an called email. me a treasure
2: and I can't even listen to their story. <laughs>
1: Uh, anyway, I thanked him <laughs> for this a few times in person and towards the end of the season left a thank you card containing a $25 gift card to the liquor store on his front porch. Even though it's very hot and humid in Ontario at the moment, I'm already anticipating and worrying about the upcoming snow blowing slash gratitude situation. Assuming my neighbor clears our driveway again this winter, do I need to give him another thank you card and gift? Does it matter how many times he does it? Do you have any gift suggestions? All I know about him is that he owns a boat, likes to fish, and fusses around in his garage a lot. Thanks in advance for your wisdom. Love the show. That's Jen in Ontario. Jen, what a situation we have on our hands with this email alone. You've bored Jared to death. (laughs) He, uh, you know, took up some crocheting while I was reading. He's just had it. Meanwhile, I'm so engaged with your question, and I'm... Look, this snowblower, this guy sounds like he loves doing it. The fact that you gave him anything is uh, it was a huge bonus to begin with. This sounds like a hobby for this guy. <laughs> He's, I mean, doing the entire neighborhood. Is that what we're hearing? Let's see. Uh, everyone's driveway on the street. So I think that this guy loves, for him, the gift is getting to do it at all. You don't have to thank him. You've already given him a $25 gift card to the liquor store. I, I, I do think just the fact that you have a driveway at all is the little thank you. If you were to, like, say, would you stop it, that would be a problem. But he loves getting on that snowblower. Do you get on a snowblower? I, I think so. this guy's driving a snowblower. Otherwise, he's got great calves and is pushing that thing up and down the neighborhood. Jared, what do you think? <sighs> have you ever uh, blown snow on a driveway? I haven't. Shoveled snow? I also haven't. It's the most miserable thing on the planet.
2: That's what I hear. I hear my parents. They tell me all about like, how they still live in New York. And they, uh, they, their comedy careers never really took off. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they stayed there. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. They're still doing open mics in Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> They're at the creek in the cave. I'm like, guys, it's closed. <laughs> it's not there anymore. <laughs> They're like, where's the bucket? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's like, it's really they my mom it like hurts her back. So I'm always telling her, I'm like, get on TaskRabbit and get someone to come do it. They'll do it. Mm-hmm. They're happy yeah. to do it. Like, same thing. They're happy. Like, they're happy. That you can give them, a, give them some money, give them a little treat. And they're they're great. You don't have to do it. You can spare your back. You can just you
1: can watch them
2: do it from the comfort of your home. You've never done it. As no. like a teen
1: were your parents out there doing it? and you were playing video games?
2: My parents like famously never made us do chores. We oh, never no. had chores to do. And I remember like I uh, never did laundry till college. And when I got to college, everyone was like, you've never done laundry. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, are you a baby? You've <laughs> never done laundry. And I was like, oh, my God, I've never done laundry. This is so embarrassing. I'm such a bad person. I'm never going to be an adult on my own. How could I ever figure out how to use a laundry machine? I did it once, and I was like, this is it. This is so fucking easy. You guys are so annoying. Um, and now no one does their laundry. You know what I mean? It's like just no one is even doing their laundry in college. Like, they were like just living in filth. Because I think because their parents were making them do laundry all their lives. So they resented it. They stopped doing it. Meanwhile, I've never done it once in my life. I'm a damn laundry star.
1: (laughs) Doing the laundry truly is
2: barely a task. Yeah. The folding is the folding. We got to work on that. We got to fix that.
1: I mean, it's it's an activity, but I don't even I wouldn't even describe it quite as labor. It's, you know, if you've got a spare half an hour, you can fold your laundry. Yeah. 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 And then the rest is putting it in a machine and pushing a. I mean, separating and putting it in a machine and pushing. You it don't out. even have to separate it. <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> you literally don't. Is the thing well, you literally
1: sure. don't have to separate it. The shirt, the gray shirt you're currently wearing, used to be a pristine white.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was actually purple at one point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, um, back to poor Jen. She's, uh, uh, you know, she's been panicking all year. Jen, you know, make a like. Let this guy do it. You don't, you can't thank him every time. That's just going to ruin you financially. And then at some point it's like, why aren't you just paying someone to do it? Wait till the end of the season and then show up with a, a baked good. Show up with, or do an occasional baked good. Or at the yeah. end of the season, show up with like, uh, I don't know, a bottle of wine or something. Yeah. Thank you so much. Give him some nice gloves. I don't know. This guy's sick. But I, I do understand the pressure around that. Like... You want to give pressure.
2: the gift. Like if I, if I made the choice to give a gift at the end, every time he snow blew. I <laughs> what is
1: the verb? I mean, what's the past tense? Snow, snow blow.
2: Uh, but I would feel really like insecure about him thinking like, wow, all winter I've been snow blowing and she's not going to give me anything. And I'd be like, I, "That would that would drive me nuts. That would drive me nuts. Like one time I was with a group of friends and like, we were splitting a bill and for whatever reason it was like they were just like you just you just get the tip remember that was like a thing for a while
1: splitting a bill will till the day i die cause me so much anxiety
2: yeah i like to, i just don't even do i right now i'm just like let's just split it down i it's like we'll split it and then even if i got more i'm like it's, who cares just we'll split it it's fine <laughs> like you'll you'll get me later you know And then I I I went on a date with a guy who was so great and nice and just was simply not interested in me. And his way of letting me know was like needing to split the bill. Like, exact. I was like, I got it, I got it, it's fine. And like in my mind, I'm like, please, I I know you don't want to see me again, and I won't make you or even try. But please, just like don't, just don't embarrass, don't humiliate me on Lorimer Street right now. Can you please just let me pay this bill? It's $80. I need the waiter
1: to think that we had a great
2: time. It's eight, Yeah. It's like, I just keep the $40 and please just don't humiliate me. But he was like, <laughs> in, he was just like, you, I will have no financial tie to you <laughs> at any point. <laughs> I was like, oh man, <laughs> he vended me yeah. so fast. It was vicious. Um, now, with yeah. this, uh,
1: like this mounting guilt, I think you just have to reframe it in your mind and you think, If he's mad at me for not thanking him every time, that's his situation. And he's going to feel so stupid at the end of the season when I give him a gift. Yeah. And you just have to think, eventually this person's going to feel shame. And then you own that and you feel great and it's empowering.
2: There you go. And that's how you dom somebody who's helping you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Jen, you've gotten a, you know, perfect piece of advice, multiple pieces of advice here. and you. Can't ask for anything else. Now you have to start thinking about how to thank us. And so now you've got multiple people in your life. This is going to probably, uh, I don't want to say, I I hate, the only word I can currently think of, it feels like a pun, but it's going to snowball and it's going (laughs) to uh, just get bigger and bigger until it crushes you. And that's the risk you run when you write into this podcast, Mm -hmm. a ruined life. Truly. Jared. This is the end of the podcast. The listener is just learning this. You're just learning this. Uh, <laughs> I need a minute to process this. I know. And so I'll give you 20. We'll just stretch this out. This will <laughs> okay. be the extended kind of just slow exit from the podcast. Um, I do have this gum now. I'll probably put it in my bag for the biggest emergency possible when all of my name brand gum goes out the window. I turned to Goldstein Peppermint. Yeah. <laughs> you can buy some from Jared. It's $45 a pack. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, listener. Well, first, Jared, thank you for the gum. I should thank you first. I've had a wonderful time. I've made that very clear. And now I'm going to turn to the listener. This is and the you only the have podcast. one listener, is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Cheryl... Um, <laughs> I'm leaving and you have no one left to uh, talk to for the rest of the day. I know you kind of use this podcast as a back and forth. You speak while I'm speaking and kind of uh, that's fine. Eventually, you're going to find someone else. And uh, until then, you've got until next week to figure out your life. Get it together. I'm cheering for you. I'm always here for you. I'm your biggest cheerleader. Um, this is the end of the podcast. Goodbye. I Said No Gifts is an exactly right production. It's produced and engineered by our dear friend Annalise Nelson, and the theme song is by miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. That's where you're going to see pictures of all these wonderful gifts I'm getting. You have to see the gifts. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're there? It's really the least you could do, considering everything I do for you. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, go to midroll.com ads.
0: When I invited you here, I thought I made myself perfectly clear. When you're a guest in my home, you gotta come to me. said no gifts your presence is presence enough and i already had too much stuff so how-